Hi, I'm Jackie Leonardini. And I'm Brad Wallach, and this is Funny Energy. A show where Brad brings on a friend of his from the comedy world who he believes can benefit from an energy reading. And I'll be honest, that's literally every comedian. So listen, as we cleanse our energy and laugh along the way, this is Funny Energy. Okay, welcome to another episode of Funny Energy with comedian, writer, producer, blah, 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 Brad Wallach, and more importantly, uh, clairvoyant, extraordinaire, amazing healer, energy practitioner, Jackie Leonardini. And today we are lucky enough to be joined by my friend, Sarah Colonna. And I am going to read a little bio, but I kind of know Sarah's uh, story, but you always don't. This is straight from your website, so it can't be wrong. Uh, or maybe it is, but it would be your fault. Um, so you you most recently starred as Angie on uh, on the Netflix series uh, Insatiable with uh, Alyssa Milano, which was really good. You had a great character on there. Where I know you from and where you probably most well-known from is uh, the uh, uh, Chelsea Lately program. Oh. That uh, ran on the E Network. Do you remember the E Network, Sarah? E Net, E Network. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah, that was a little <laughs> little cable network. Um, you were you were also a writer, and you also uh, were writer, producer, and star of our spinoff series after Lately. Um, but more importantly, you're a best selling author. Not more importantly, but you are. You're a New I York th- Times. I feel like it's pretty important. Yeah, you've written yeah. a couple of books, and you've had your uh-huh. first book was optioned. Uh, a couple times to uh, for a TV series, so and of course that means it was good because it didn't go to series. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, Brad. They were like, That's what how shitty, that works. Lo- what shittier thing could we put? Oh, here's here's one that'll go three episodes and get canceled. Let's do that one. Um, so without further ado, this is my friend Sarah Colonna. Sarah, meet Jackie, and Sarah, you're still touring, obviously regularly, right? You're out yeah, there on the road, yeah. Pretty yeah, regularly. Right. Those dates are on sarahcolona.com if anyone's itching to get out there. <laughs> itching to get out. <laughs> yes, you should go see Sarah's very funny, has always been very funny, and it's just uh, a good time. Well, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too, Jackie. Have you ever done any type of energy medicine practice before? Or- no. <laughs> <laughs> I had Reiki once. Does okay. that count? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Yeah. Anything that moves energy, right? Any type yeah. of energy reattunement. That's what I do with people. But I don't do it with my hand. I do do it with my hands, but most of my work is like this, virtual. And so it's more about like attuning through language and and um, calling energy in and working with the chakra system. Are you familiar with the chakras? Yeah. I mean, I know how to spell it and <laughs> I have heard of them. I don't know exactly where they are, but I know that I have some and that they could, they could probably use some tuning. Yeah. So <laughs> I think we're going to start there, Sarah, um, with tu- a little tuning, if that sounds good to you. And then we can kind of move into the conversation. Um, okay. So if you just want to settle into your seat a little bit and you can close your eyes for a minute and we're just going to ask and invite in this beautiful energy of golden light. And it's going to come in right through your crown chakra, top of your head, right down through the center of your being. And then up from the earth through your feet, we're going to ask for present time earth energy, bringing and pulling this golden light into the present. 
tuning your energy and aligning you with truth and love and grace. There we go. And if you will, for me, please, to yourself, say your full name three times. This helps to pull your light into the here and now, integrating it into the physical. Sarah Noel Colonna, Ryan. <laughs> Sarah Noel Colonna, Ryan. Sarah Noel Colonna, Ryan. Beautiful. So Sarah, um, one thing that I noticed right when I saw your aura is like, there's all this beautiful light that is all in the upper chakras. So we have seven main chakras and our heart chakra is in the center, the fourth chakra. And it kind of calls in our, our light, our creativity, it pulls it in and then transfers it into the here and now the lower chakras, one, two, and three are the physical chakras. So the integration of that light. And so when I first looked at you, you had all this light like this, like all around, but it stopped right here. And then all, it wasn't pulling into this, into the here and now. And so when we, when I got you to ground, then I saw the light kind of come all the way through in, and it's like more present for you. So there's something going on either third chakra that you're, what you're wanting to bring in is kind of getting stuck, right? Where it's like all of these things that are so vibrant within you somehow are getting lost in translation into materializing into the here and now. Does that make any sense to you? It does actually. Yeah. It does. But you're saying, so, um, like it's blocked as in I'm not able to. Yeah. You feel blocked. Like yeah. what you're intending or what you're creating, it, there's some block as to the actualization of that. And that is accurate. So tell me where you're experiencing that, if you will, please. Um, creatively on a project that I'm working on, I've had a, a block with over the past few months actually. So yeah, it makes sense. That's why it makes sense to me. When you like <laughs> the idea of it or the people you're working with on it or just. The idea of it is there. It's the, um, and the bones of it are there, but some of the storylines I am, I'm having a problem getting through. Mm -hmm. Is there somebody in particular in your life that keeps asking you lots of questions or overanalyzing what you're doing or are you, <laughs> I think it's me. That could be you. <laughs> yeah. I, at first yeah. I thought it was someone else, but I mean, no, no, it's her and she's doing yeah, it. Yeah. It's me. Mm -hmm. yes. Yeah. In fact, I've been encouraged to, to not overanalyze it. And then that just makes me analyze it more. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that little, that what I just did with you, if you start to, if you could do that for yourself before you write, kind of get your energy flowing, like tap in you're trying to do it all on your own. Whenever we're in an analyzer and we keep spinning, 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 we're just using the mind, the, the our, I like to say our cognitive processor. Well, we, and then we're not getting any new downloads. It's like, there's a, there's an update available for you from the divine that will help support you to bring into this you know, experience that new information that you're seeking. But if you stay in your processor on the old program, 
it can't get in. So if you can kind of say, okay, great, I know that already and tune in and ask for this, you know, it's about getting out of effort. And so sometimes when you tap into energy and you call it in, like I just did, it helps pull you out of effort and then it works with you. Like I saw it come in and work with you and just kind of pull things through and it'll, it'll help you get more into your own creative flow and get your chakras, their spinning wheels or vortexes. And we're in a constant state of radiating, receiving energy. I'm, as I'm doing this with my hands, sometimes I do that because I'm pulling energy out. It's also, you know, you're gripping, like it's getting stuck in the third chakra and the third chakra is all about time and space. So are you putting yourself on a imagined deadline or are you on a real big time crunch? No, I've put one on myself, um, which is something I tend to do as well. And, and what uh, happens if you don't make it by the deadline? Um, nothing. <laughs> yeah, I know nothing because I even, <laughs> I created this deadline and then and then turned in a big portion of of what I needed to, and uh, and then there was like silence from the other end because they're like, oh, it's the holidays. We'll talk about it in January. And I was like, what about what about my deadline that I gave myself? So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So you don't need that any longer. You need your flow. That's yeah. an old construct for how you used to um, get to where you want to go. And now it's like, instead of like driving it that way with a false sense of, with an alarm clock, I guess I would say, I would, I would say to you, get in the boat, go with the flow, right? Let, let yourself kind of ebb and flow with it because it'll actually happen faster. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with this project, what, what is it about? Can, do you mind sharing? I can a little. It's uh, it's something based on a, a personal, like my my life, basically a personal story. So, I think sometimes part of that is easy for me, but then it's also it, it, the world has to be created also around it. And so sometimes I I think I'm either too, too close to it or it's too hard for it's difficult for me to figure out how um, the rest of the world in this script is going to react because I already, like I know myself well enough, but then trying to create these other people are sort of offshoots of my own personalities. And it really needs to be a little more round, if that makes sense. I don't think I made any sense just now, but I think. <laughs> no, I do. Brad gets it. No, I, I do. I, from a, from a creative standpoint, I completely get what you're saying. Yeah. But what I heard you say is, you know, First, it's about you. So you're revisiting the past. And in the past, there are things that we may, that are, you know, it's like, whoa, that happened. And, and you're bringing up a lot. So that's another thing that I think is kind of getting stuck in that third chakra, right? So if that makes sense. But then in developing the story around it, I heard you say, and correct me if I heard you wrong, but... um that you're, you're afraid of how others are going to react to how they're being portrayed, right? No, not really that. It's more that when you're, when you're creating something like, so that's based on something close to you and something about yourself, I know that character. I know the character that is quote unquote me very well. Mm -hmm. But when you have to also bring in other characters that I do base on, on people, you know, and they're kind of a, 
hodgepodge, if you will, of, of, of other people. But I can, I get stuck sometimes on, on relating them to me, even though I know who these people are because I am basing them off of friends, but somehow write, writing it and, and making it clear to other people is, is what I think I get stuck with. So the relational connection between you and. Yeah. So well, it sounds like you're talking. fucked. We can't help you. Yeah. <laughs> so to say. Bye guys. No, okay. Well, this is great. Good luck. <laughs> no, but, but that's, but I, I Ditch do. the project. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget about it. I, that's second chakra. So that's relational again, the physical chakra of, and are you trying to make it an ideal? Like you have an, like a, a perception of how it should be. And that's, it's, I think, it's almost like, I feel like you're getting stuck in like the responsibility energy around it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think in some ways I'll say this, like I was based, I, when I was approached with the idea, because someone actually asked me to do it, it seemed so black and white and so simple. And then I do overanalyze and overthink. And then I've, they keep saying to me, it's not, you, you know, don't overthink it. It's, it's a, it's just a, it's a simple storyline. And I think I get caught in wondering, well, is that enough? Or is that, is that interesting enough to other people? Are these everyday stories enough for people? And when I talk about them on stage, they certainly are because people relate to them and I get that. So somehow trying to translate in that into a script has just been a weird tweak for me that I haven't before I've based all my stuff off of, uh, off of books. Like Brad said, I, I, I had, so, so I had a lot of material already written that I could take and put into these scripts. And now it's kind of all based off of like a couple lines of a joke. And they're like, that's the world you need to create. And while I see it, I have a hard time expanding it into that. And that's what I mean with like other characters and whatnot too. Mm -hmm. So I would, I would call that the illusion of responsibility. There is, you're thinking about, will other people relate? How will people react? Will people understand? All of that is about somebody else's response to what you're doing and their responses is, are going to be through their filter. And I would imagine when you write your book, when you've written your books, you perhaps you're less interested in their response and just more in your truth of your experience. And so that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And so maybe revisit, you know, the, the process, the, the process from which she wrote her books in this process. And don't worry about how the character is going to play out. Just write it, write it in the relationship to how you feel. About. You write it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> you think I it's so easy you and do it. it. No, yeah. I'm totally joking. No. Totally joking. You know what's funny yeah, about that? Yeah. You always it. tell me, hey, Jack is always like, you should take out your scripted stuff some more, Brad. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. It's hard, Jackie. The industry doesn't want that right now. Uh, I know. I'm stubborn. Yeah. And in the, I think you're hilarious because I am the worst writer and I would never be able to write anything. But I know and I can see that you can. And so it's just about something that's blocking your process that doesn't belong in your space anymore. And I'm really just saying to you, tell that no. Go back to what you know, your certainty. How do you feel about these characters? Because if you like them and they resonate with you, then it's going to 
everyone else is going to like them that is supposed to that can match your vibration who can meet you there and that's 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 the truth of your work so just stay in the truth of your work i think you have higher expectations than anyone else not not that they don't have high expectations of what you're going to deliver but i got to think that you are putting more pressure on yourself to get this right more than anyone else will will ever perceive it, it you know it, i don't know if i'm making sense but I, no i think you're yeah i think you're 100 percent right i yeah. think when you do this and you write it people will be like this is great i think in your mind you're like yeah but it should really kind of be this because it was like the, you know but i i think you just gotta you know the bar is so low honestly <laughs> no it's true the but bar she has to write for herself and her integrity of who she is and who she wants to be and of if she course. stays there, it nothing matters. It doesn't matter if the bar is low or the bar is high or somebody loves it or doesn't love it. If it's attuned to her and she has all that gold that I just saw and she sticks with it and pulls it all the way through, it's going to become gold no matter what in some way. And the definition of success is different for everyone, right? And, and her definition may be that it's perfect, right? But that's hers. And so I think, you know, the bar is, we, I agree with you. You know that. We talk about this all the time. What, what it's I, like, what oh, I my God, what shittier thing can be put on TV when all these great <laughs> ideas don't go out there, yeah. right? But, but those people don't matter because they're not going to be able to meet you there no matter what. They can't see it. And so if she does what she knows and just holds on, and if you like, again, if she likes the characters – if you like them, if they entertain you, then you go out, you get feedback. And then if somebody gives you feedback, you go, hmm, I didn't see it that way. Maybe it's just another angle. And then it expands and enriches it. But you've got to start with what you know. You can't start wondering how somebody's going to respond to something before you even do it, because then you go, don't even get it done. Right. That's I, I, I do tend to do that. I certainly am a person who yeah, on stage, I have no problem with it. But for some reason, like I said, translating that to paper, at least lately anyway, has been overthink overthinking the end instead of like just being in the moment of writing it and being like, this is hilarious. So it, it's going to be fine. <laughs> right. And just trusting that. So are you worried about industry reception? Like when you like people not no 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 i'm really not it's more getting it i don't know it's in my head and and then and and somehow i just can't it just Translate. can't get it yeah yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. i mean i've never hands. experienced that but i imagine that's a very complicated thing to go through as a writer uh yeah writer, i mean i got block. <laughs> I, I, i've never experienced it i've I, everything i do is perfect um <laughs> and it flows amazing. easily uh so no yeah. I, yeah. Well, I'm fortunate I work with someone who says certain things to me that really click, right? Like she she said it was a really simple thing about characters and she gave me this one note and then suddenly I was able to write an entire page on on both of the main characters in like a day, no problem. But for the storylines and the worlds around these other two characters, it's it's where I it's where I keep sort of getting stuck. And like I said, I think it's this weird and because the main characters would be someone based on me and and someone loosely, very loosely based on my husband, right? So it's it's a very two. It's a about a married couple. So filling in the world around them. Are you worried about? Uh, does John have any input on this? John's no, he husband. doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> no, he he doesn't. I mean, he knows, you know, the idea and he loves it. 
I always ask him ideas like he'll throw out, you know, oh God, remember when we, this happened or this is to me. Because I tell him, I said, it's very easy for me to write about myself, but it's hard for me to sometimes think of how you react to me, right? Like I I know how we we interact with each other, but to write for him. His POV. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. To write how he's reacting to me. And then it's tricky. It's tricky. I, I haven't written a character like, like that before. It's almost like maybe you could write how you would like him to react to you. And then you can, <laughs> you can kind of train yeah. him. Like, <laughs> we just, we just have a TV show where I'm just told I'm beautiful all day. Exactly. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's and a flawless. really passive aggressive way to get your message across. <laughs> well, it's true. Very yeah. messages in, in uh, TV shows and in, in scripts is a great thing. We used to do that on after lately. Remember when the talent department was taking all the, the stuff that was sent to the offices for us and Heather got like livid. She's like, they're taking all the stuff meant for us, like all the swag uh-huh. and free swag. So we put that in a script of After Lately where, where we confronted the talent department who books all the guests for taking all the swag yeah. that was meant for us. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, you just that's how you passive aggressively deal with it. Well, or, but, or you could you could even reframe that and say it's about setting an intention and being the creator of your own reality. So we all write our own script. And she has an opportunity to to really write a script and create this whole world. But but what you're doing now as your profession is what we all do for ourselves in our lives. And so, you know, how do I want to experience a relationship? I'm going to set an intention for how I want to experience this moment. Like I set an intention today. How did I want to, you know, experience the, these sessions? And and then. I'm going to stay focused on that. And you're all stuck with me and my intention. And, you know, I always laugh with my business partner. We do workshops and she sets very forceful intentions. I'm like, oh gosh, Casey's going to make me do something I don't want. I can just feel it. I'm going to end up like in her world, right? That she's constructed. So you, you have this amazing gift to write and to create these worlds for everyone to see a part of themselves in. And I think I tell you this all the time. I admire people in your in your profession because you give all of us the opportunity to feel things and to relate to you in ways that we would never imagine. And it really helps people to see their own world and then create their own world from that. And so it's a true gift. And, you know, I feel, have you been really tired lately? Have you been experiencing? Um, no, 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 not too bad. Nothing, nothing le- less than normal. I'm not a great sleeper. <laughs> yeah, because sometimes <laughs> when we get stuck in our head, it drains us. When we're stuck, we can feel very drained because you think about the hamster wheel and like, like I'm just going round and round and round, and it can drain a lot of our energy, but it can also drain our creativity. Well, is it taking up a lot of your time? This, this, like just kind of thinking about ruminating on it and trying to break the script, you know? Well, interestingly enough, it's, it's, um, I'm sort of, like I said, in a little bit of a standstill now because I've turned in what I've needed to until really probably I would assume until January. And so. Welcome welcome to entertainment. Yeah. Hurry hurry up and then we're closed. Yeah. Yeah. So it's another, it's another piece of it is where I, I spend a lot of time thinking about, what I'm going to expand on 
and what I've turned in, but they haven't even told me what they think of what I've given them yet, you know? Mm -hmm. So I don't know why I'm doing that to myself other than just probably that the anxiety, but also like passion to get this, you know, I, the hurry up and wait, like Brad said, is just not my favorite place to live in, but I'm in there right now. What was your experience with the last, um, like with, you said that you had some scripts out there or books were optioned. What was that experience like? The first script didn't turn out the way I wanted it to. And then the second one did, and I was very proud of it. And then it didn't go any further. So there we go. That's probably <laughs> how much control did you have? Uh, exactly. How much, how much yes. control did you have on the first one? Not as much as I, as I, and I, but in, in all fairness, I was very new to it. It was the first time I'd done something like that. So I had someone supervising me, but who was also handling a lot of other things. And so that I don't know that I got, not, I don't want to say I didn't get properly supervised, but I just don't know that it was the best fit at the time. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But the second time I, I, I felt like the woman that I worked with, that we came up with a really, really great script and it seemed we were just really excited about it. And then when they passed on it, I was just, I was bummed, even though, you know, they were very complimentary of the script. So I'm sure that's a big piece of it. If now that we're saying it all out loud, it's just the idea of that happening again is a bummer. Yeah. And so that's <laughs> kind of creating that, that fright, right? You're going into an agreement with the fear based on that trauma, right? That's It's a small T or a big T trauma. It's all depending on how you perceive it. But to have something that you believe is just so. But but it is interesting, if I may make a note here, and, and Sarah touched on this, that she's having trouble putting this on, you know, pen to paper or, or typing, whatever we do now. Um, <laughs> whatever we meet these modern people do now, typing. I do it, I do it longhand. Brad. <laughs> yes. I write my scripts yes, mm-hmm. with your in feather, pencil. Your quill pen. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she's able, as a stand-up comedian, and I've seen Sarah a bunch. I used to tour with her and everything. She's very open, very honest, and very forthcoming. And like, there's there's not that fear that she has when she goes to sit down, you know, or that block that that right. Well, this when she is goes to sit down to write it because it's we're so fifth chakra. But I'm feeling a lot in your throat right now. The fifth chakra. I believe also what happened was one script wasn't quite how she wanted it. The other script was perfect. Neither one made it to the place that she wanted it to make it. That creates confusion within your, okay, well, if I just kind of do it, it didn't seem to work. I did it the way I tore it was perfect. That didn't seem to work. Okay. I don't know what, what's going to work here. Right. And I think that's that the root of that fear that you're experiencing. And so if you can just say, Again, I can't predict how someone's going to respond because someone is responding through their own lens. And if their lens is limited, their response is going to be limited. And I have to trust what I know. And just because someone, when you sent that second script and it was wonderful, you trusted it was wonderful. And I bet it was. But we don't. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure it was. And what happens, this happens all the time. Somebody else's fear gets in the way of our own creativity. So right now she's matching that fear, the doubt, the questioning. She's reading judgment is fifth chakra. She's already the judge before she even gets it out because she's, I'm 
speaking as if you're not here now, but you you are in a in a place where you can see, you know, you know your audience. You've had enough experience, but when she's in front of the audience, she's reading them in the moment. She can read the room. So she's like got it going on because she's relating. Mm-hmm. But in the paper, she's got this imaginary studio executive that's so full of fear that they're going to lose their job if they green light something that's not successful. How can anybody understand somebody else's fear? You can't. And that's why you can't, you don't want it to dictate your choices. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. I mean, I think the key thing that you just said that I, I, I do have to remember, and it's, it, it goes with like, along with what Brad said is on stage, I don't have that problem. And you explain that exactly why, but it's that uh, trust what I know and trust that these stories are, are what I love and it's fun. And I just, you know, just go with that. I think it's trusting what I know is, has been the problem. <laughs> I'm overthinking what I know. And yeah, you are. Yeah. And, and on stage, there's no gatekeeper full of their own fear, right? That's just you and the audience. And when you speak and your words go out there, it's going to touch. They're all laughing for a reason. We may think it's the same reason, but it's, it's, everybody's got a different reason for finding what you're saying is funny. You know, it could be because it reminds them of someone or that it's just, you know, tickles them. It's hilarious. It's this all different reasons. And so if you just stay in that, you know, pretend that there's an audience in front of you rather than, you know, some stodgy executive, I shouldn't say, not all executives are stodgy, but, you know, we're talking about one in particular, two in particular that really didn't, weren't open. Well, it's not even stodgy. It's just they're just not creative and they're not open. And I, they, they come from, operate from a place of fear. I mean, the amount of fear in this business on both sides, you know, yeah. the creatives of, am I going to make it? Are people going to receive my script or my stand up or whatever I'm doing creatively? And then on the executive side, it's, am I going to purchase the right script that's going to be a hit? Or am I going to buy the wrong thing and get fired? And, right. <laughs> you know, so it's just, it's literally a fear-based industry all around. Com- completely. And so second chakra, what I was talking about, you know, is this going to be good enough? Is this enough? Or does it need to be more? That is that exact fear we're talking about that's kind of creeped into your space. And I'm asking for it to be kind of moved away from you. That's in your second chakra, which is block. That's creativity. Your second chakra is the expression of your creative truth in this, in the present. Fifth chakra is where that creativity kind of needs to flow all the way down out into the, the second so it can go out into the world and relate. And so yours was all bogged up here, right? And that's why we wanted to open up that flow because what's plugging it is that executive or that competition energy, who's right, who's wrong, what's the bottom line, less than, more than, is it enough, less than, more than. And that that limits all of us. And it also says that there's only so much of the pie out there, and if somebody else has the piece of pie, then I don't get my piece of pie. But that's not true. There's pie for everyone. And so, you know, there's plenty of places and that's the abundance consciousness that, you know, if we could just tune in to the fact that there's more than, that everything is more than, that you are more than, now that's your magic wand. Your capability, again, you're a creator of worlds, you have a big magic wand, right? So make all that fear disappear. No, no, no more. You can't get in. I'm, I'm going to stay in what I know. 
Yeah. And stay in what I know is, uh, is the key because it's, because I do know this, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I know it. And like, and as to Brad said, I know it on stage and I know the reactions to it on stage. And, and so to, um, yeah, I just have to trust that. Do you write with someone? Um, I'm not, not yet, but I'm going to on this. I don't know who that person is yet. And that might be a little, that'll be uh, a helpful piece, <laughs> obviously, yeah. once I'm, once I know that, but, um, but I will be. I think the more you talk about it, I see that person is getting you out of your head and getting you into that, you know, conversation that kind of gets you more excited. And then it's like, oh yeah, yeah. And then you can't stop, right? You're just going to, once you start, you're not going to be able to stop. It's just this moment of just clicking out of, you know, the fear of the past. You're not in a pattern, break that pattern. You're not going to get another no. You're going to only see yes, yes, yes. So as you're writing the script, write the script of it being sold and being and doing all these wonderful things and creating laughter for, you know, audiences all over the place. Start to see that and write that script for yourself. And then that that's how we can materialize our intention. But you have to see it as if it's already happened. And, you know, what's easy for you because you've had so much, you know, beautiful experiences that you, I think, believe are successful, you can tap into that feeling like of being on stage and everyone laughing, like use that feeling of those moments that you've had when you sit and kind of see your, your script flourish, when you see it getting, you know, signing a contract for all of what you would like to see happen, where you get to help steer the vision and all the things that you want, and then see it on the screen, cast it like with, you know, a type of actor that you would want to play you and your husband and, you know, start thinking about those things through the feeling that you have on stage when you're in this deep relationship with everyone in front of you and you're sharing things that are magical because laughter is so healing. And so if you can really dig deep into that and create from that, that frequency, then everything comes alive, right? Now you're the conductor, you're the magician. And, and then you get to say, yeah, this is happening. Yeah. Are you, is the intention for you to play yourself? I, that's my intention. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's definitely my intention. So then cast yourself. But if someone else, yeah, but I'm very, I'm trying to remain open to if someone else says, but we have a deal with so-and-so and and that will make this go. Then I'm like, great, go ahead. (laughs) You know? So I'm feeling, uh, I'm not attaching, I'm trying not to attach my brain to that as much because I sort of want to. But I wonder if there that doesn't cause more separation and more challenges whereas if you really envision it okay this is right. me this is my story and put yourself in it and right. whatever happens down the road i don't know you know we we all know how these networks right. work but if you really envision yourself and put yourself in it and everything that may help you kind of fill out the rest of the world a lot better yeah I, yeah i mean or i like put yourself in it. And then her position, I totally get, and it brings a point. I always say, may I have this or something more? So I want to create this or something more. So she's saying, I want to create this and I want to, I want to be cast as myself, or I'll accept the something more because that something more will be even greater than what I could have imagined. And it may be exactly what is needed 
and I didn't, I, but I don't know that I need it. And it would allow her maybe to do something else. Right. So it's no matter what happens, it's going to be amazing when you do that. May I have this or something more? And so I like that. Yeah. This or something more. Cause I, I try to say, well, cause if that, if, if they say, no, we want to use this person, I go, great. Then that gives me the freedom to go do this other thing that I also have in mind. And so this or something more is a good it's a good sentence to use. <laughs> and never forget with ease and grace. Yeah. <laughs> because true. the universe will go, oh, you want that? All right, then. But you're going to have to go through this little lesson. I, I'll never forget I, where I learned that was listening to, I think, Oprah when she had her her podcast or talk show. And she was saying, yes. Was it a success? Uh, I think so. <laughs> I'm, I'm not familiar with more? Oprah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> she's got a little thing. But she said she asked for patience. And the universe gave her patience by getting her stuck in traffic everywhere she went. And boy, did she learn patience because she asked for patience, this or something more, but she forgot the ease and the grace. And so you want to always say, I'd like it with ease and grace, a little side of ease and a little side of grace. Uh, she didn't I, remember she has money for <laughs> helicopters and private jets to get her wherever she wants. I think this was a while ago, maybe a while ago. Yeah, billion. ease and oh, grace. Okay. Yeah. Ease and grace would be nice. So I will certainly put that in. Yeah. Yeah. The whole prayer. <laughs> May I have this or something more with ease and grace, full of gratitude. And then that you kind of send it off and let the magic coalesce around it. And a husband who's around more to take in the garbage. And take I, it I out. mean, that's ease and grace that's happening. Sarah posts <laughs> a lot. Her husband uh, uh, is a professional football player. Oh, okay. Uh, and so he's on the road a lot. And. <laughs> And so Sarah posts these funny videos of her having to take the trash out and bring it back in. And it really is, you know, I, I know we're beyond gender uh, uh, profiling here, but it really is the the man of the house's responsibility. <laughs> it, it certainly is in my house. It's like if, if I'm not doing it, those things are not coming yeah, back in. So, I, I yeah. was raised that way myself. Yeah, yeah. I've, so, never, I've never hated just a simple chore so much as, as I hate that for some very, reason. It's very funny. Yeah. I love watching those videos. <laughs> just because I relate. I go, well, yeah, this is, <laughs> Shannon would be just as pissed. I mean, she just wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. She'd be like, I'm just going to wait till he comes back. Oh, uh, well, sometimes if you leave it there, it gets a little stinky. Kind of. Yeah, well, what are you going to yeah, do? Yeah, for three months. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Um. So, so was that helpful? Like the, the point that I was making about the letting go and also the creating the experience that you want to have not only the script, but the experience with the yeah. script. No, extremely, extremely. I actually feel very relaxed right now. <laughs> yeah, go right now. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's really, you think about to, you're sharing your gifts with the world. And so, you know, there's, how many people have you made laugh if you think about it, Right. Yeah. How many people have laughed from their experience of you? And then how many people have told people about their experience of you and laughed, right? And and laughter is healing. And so there's a lot of beauty. It's time for you to like, let's call your energy back to you. Like, well, okay, I gave. Now I'd like it to come back and I want to recycle it. Talking about garbage. Now we're talking about recycling. You want to take your energy back and recycle it for you and then put it back out there, right? And so if you see that this energy and this beauty flows to you and from you with ease and grace. Creativity flows to you and from you with ease and grace. 
I would sit, you know, before you're about to write. And I would just say that to myself a few times and start getting that flow going just simply by saying creative energy flows to me and from me with ease and grace in the here and now, and then center yourself and then go. And that gets you out of effort. And now you've invited like all these great co-writers that vibrate at creativity. I kind of see it like that. You're calling, you can say you're calling in the elves. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like that. Well, that's wonderful. Well, Sarah, thank you so much. Hopefully this was somewhat helpful. Hopefully you're now going to go and bang out this script that will then become a huge Emmy-winning series. And, there you go. Um, it, or have not. have a nice long or not. run. <laughs> and you know what? If it doesn't, that's fine, too. Think uh, bigger uh, than too. a reward, <laughs> a war. think a big, long run, run nice exactly. contract. Syndication. Yeah. Syndication yeah. internationally. Yeah. Come on. That's what I mean. International superstar. Yeah. That's when the next time you guys talk to me. Um. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hopefully you'll still talk to us. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> All no, right. Thank you. This was really helpful. Thank Good. you. Go right. Okay. Okay. Nice to meet you. Bye, Sarah. Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to Funny Energy. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Sure does, Jackie. While you're at it, follow us on Instagram at Funny Energy Podcast for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things funny and energy. We'll see you next week for another energy cleansing. And some real laughter through the pain. <laughs>